Welcome to July 11th on Born on This Day podcast. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antonio. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm all right, Marco. How are you? I'm good. Well, listen, if your day's not going well, happy National Free Slurpee Day. Ooh, that'll make everything better. (laughs) That's right. On July 11th, you can get your sugar fix while beating the heat for free. 7-Eleven began celebrating this day back in 2002, and the beloved frozen drink is yours today for free. Wow. And then the next day is happy underpaid worker who has to clean up the slushy machine day. Ain't that the truth? What's your flavor? Coke. Really? Like, I don't like oh, anything just... too fancy. Yeah. Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. And if they had uh, Diet Bill... Coke, I'd be happier, but they never have the sugar-free ones. Well, there you go. Bill's a cheap date, folks. <laughs> Old news. Uh, Bill, I just want to say that people born on this day, it's said that you are very comfortable within the realms of emotions. Mm-hmm. You are led by your intuition and can effortlessly see or sense what others are feeling and thinking. You also have a great understanding of your internal world, although you keep it mostly hidden externally. Yeah, we're in the month of cancer, so everyone this month is going to be like extra and annoying, basically, if I do say so myself. yeah. Listen, as a Cancerian, you can say that, Bill. Yeah, I sure can. All right, well, here are the other Cancerians celebrating a birthday today. You'll usually catch him playing tough bad guys, most famously in the box office champion Avatar by James Cameron. Stephen Lang is set to star in the long-awaited sequels and was born on this day in New York City in 1952. He lobbied for the role of Cable in Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. though uh, through captioned Twitter pictures. Oh, interesting. The role ultim- ultimately went to Josh Brolin. Interesting. Hmm. Justin Chambers was the handsome Calvin Klein model who transitioned to acting with The Wedding Planner and The Musketeer. Later, he landed a role on Grey's Anatomy and shot to stardom. He was born on this day in 1970 in Springfield, Ohio. He revealed that he suffered from a biological sleep disorder and had checked himself into a Los Angeles medical uh, clinic to treat exhaustion after a period of only two hours sleep each week. You know that he also has like five kids, so... In case yeah. you're wondering why, Justin. <laughs> I do like him on, on uh, Grey's Anatomy. I have yeah, to say. is that show still on? It is still on. Is he still on it? it yeah, and oh. his his role is getting a little tired. Like, well, they haven't given him a good How can decent... everything not get tired? That show has been on for 30 seasons. It's true. It's true. I miss Sandra Oh. Yeah, she was always the best. Yeah. Yeah. Celia Ward earned acclaim for her role on Sisters. Later, she won a Golden Globe for the show Once and Again and has been nominated for Emmys for both of those shows, as well as the TV movie in which she played the late Jessica Savage. She was born on this day in Meridian, Mississippi in 1956. One of my favorite things to sort of bring to light on our show is when people publish books or autobiographies. And in 2002, she published her autobiography, Homesick, a memoir. Oh, I should read that. She is... In my in my mind, like in the top five of the most beautiful women who ever lived, and um, also very nice on the medias. Every time I I uh, post about her on Instagram, she always gives it a like. I had a feeling that you would like Celia Ward. She's There's so just pretty. Something... How can you not? And she's she is likable. She yeah. is just very likable. I don't know yeah. what this role is, Jessica Savage. What who that person? Jessica was Savage was a um, a TV anchor woman who uh, she eventually died in a car accident, but she had a rough road. She I believe had a pill addiction or a okay. alcoholism or something. It was very, just very sad. And then, and died not long after she got herself clean. Um, oh, and wow. they made a movie about her with Michelle Pfeiffer called up close and personal. But right. by the time that movie came out, they had completely rewritten the story to the point that it didn't re- resemble her at all. While as the seal award TV movie is like much closer to the real story. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good to know. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yul Brynner followed his Broadway success in The King and I with the film version, for which he won the Best Actor Oscar, then went on to star in the classics The Ten Commandments, The Magnificent Seven, and Westworld. He performed The King and I 4,525 times on stage and kept performing despite having a lung removed. He was born in Vladivostok on this day in 1920 and died in 1985 at the age of 65. Do you remember he did a PSA about smoking? I had seen it as a kid. And yep. it was the most frightening thing. I remember yeah. seeing it on television and never wanted because to he was very thing. imposing and he had that deep voice and that very severe face. And also because the ad is basically him not even cut, like he doesn't soften it. He's just like, I wish I never smoked. I'm going to yeah. die. Don't smoke. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go go on YouTube or Google yeah. and find it because it is it is really. And a then great Google the photos of him nude when he's when he was a young model, because those are also very impressive, Marco. Oh, really? Yep. Very impressive. And um, he was my grandfather's favorite actor. I mean... He looked a bit like him. So it's... uh, I always just think about my grandfather when I... Yeah. You just have to watch the Ten Commandments to see how commanding, pardon the pun, he is in that film. Well, he also did the film version of The Brothers Karamazov. And my grandfather loved Dostoevsky. So I also wonder if that was also a connection. But I don't know. My grandfather died when I was a kid, so I never got to ask him about like the movies he saw and liked. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Richard Sambora is an American uh, rock guitarist, singer, songwriter, and producer, best known for his lead guitarist skills in the rock band Bon Jovi for over 30 years. He was born on this day in 1959, and uh, he and- formed the main songwriting unit of that band. I think he's. I think it's only his mother who ever calls him Richard Sambora. Marco. Fair enough. The rest well, of them, The rest of us know him as Richie. <laughs> I, I like to be formal when I'm. I'm uh, announcing. It's because you're stars. mad at him. You're like Richard Sambora. Get down here right now. <laughs> well, listen. Sambora was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018 as a member, of course, of Bon Jovi, and he reunited with the band for that. Oh, that's Aren't nice. they always on tour? I think they're always on tour. I don't know. I have never liked Bon Jovi enough okay. to care. I've never hated them, but it's ne- the, right. their music never really meant anything to me. But how do you feel about Richard Sambora? Richard Jacob Sambora? Is that who we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Richard Steven Sambora, to be exact. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Lisa Rinna has appeared on Melrose Place and Days of Our Lives, as well as appearing recently as a real housewife of Beverly Hills. She was born in Newport Beach, California on this day in 1963. All right, Bill, are you ready to hear the books that she's written? Oh, absolutely. So three of them, Starlet the Big, Fun, and Sexy Sex Book. Oh, amazing. Are they novels or are they like self-help books? I couldn't tell you, but she also debuted the Lisa Renna collection fashion line on QVC. Oh, okay. You know what? No shame on her. I think she's fun. Um, I Every time she's interviewed or all her Instagram posts or whatever, she gives the impression that she is totally willing to uh, laugh at herself. And she's married to Harry Hamlin. And that man is still like the most handsome man in Hollywood history. Wow. Yeah. So Harry Hamlin and Ringo Starr. These are, these are what I look to <laughs> when I think of... Who you and I guess a new you thinking of who set me up with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, watch the original Clash of the Titans and tell me that Harry Hamlin wasn't like hot as shit back then. Anyway, I love that film. Yeah. I loved that film as a kid. Yeah. 
Character actor Bruce McGill is today's guy you know but can never name, making notable appearances in the films Cinderella Man, The Insider, Time Cop, Animal House, and Lincoln. He was born in San Antonio, Texas on this day in 1950. During the 2016 presidential election, McGill narrated a number of commercials promoting Donald Trump Hmm. and the Republican Party. Yeah, he has the right voice for it. For sure. Yeah. Cassie Davis was born on this day in 1964, and she is an American actress and singer who is best known for her role as Ella Payne on Tyler Perry's House of Pain and its (laughs) spinoff, the series The Pains. She has also starred in several other productions under the direction of Tyler Perry. Davis's acting career began in 1988 with a supporting role in the Spike Lee comedy School Days. Oh, interesting. The hilarious Mindy Sterling has appeared in a number of projects, including Drop Dead Gorgeous and the show The Goldbergs, but she's probably best known for her role as Frau Forbissena in the Austin Powers movies. A two-time Emmy nominee, she was born in Patterson, New Jersey on this day in 1953. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, I love her, yeah. The gorgeous Tab Hunter was the ultimate 50s heartthrob with his blonde locks and eternal beach body. Later, he poked fun at his image in a series of John Waters films. The subject of the documentary Tab Hunter Confidential, based on his own autobiography, he was born in New York City on this day in 1931 and died in 2018 at the age of 86. Hunter had a 1957 hit record with the song Young Love, Mm -hmm. which was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart hits for six weeks and became one of the larger hits of the rock and roll era, if you can believe it. Uh, If you want to know my taste, Marco, he's my number one dreamboat of all time. Oh, is he really? Absolutely. Yeah. I love Tab Hunter. Yeah. Absolutely. So, And a gentleman to to his very end. A gentleman who looked good in a suit until the day he died. Did you ever see the film with Divine and your favorite, Lainey Kazan, uh, Lust in the Dust? No, but I have it queued up to watch. Okay. Yeah. It's not a great film. The premise is awesome. The actors in it are fantastic. And you just got to love Tab Hunter's scenes with Divine. I've seen him in Polyester. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Director Greg Matola first got our attention with the indie hit The Day Trippers. Later, he went on to direct the films Adventureland and Superbad. He was born on this day in Dix Hills, Long Island in 1964. He was born where? Dix Hills? Dix Hills? D-I-X. I just thought it was funny that you said Dix Hills. I know. I'm I'm being a 12-year-old boy right now. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Bill. Marco. (laughs) Alessia Caracciola was born on this day in 1996, and you might know her better as Alessia Cara. She's a Canadian singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. Cara received a nomination for four Grammy Awards, including a win for Best New Artist in 2018. Hmm. She was nominated for Song of the Year and Record of the Year at the the 2019 Latin Grammys for for her collaboration with Juanis on... Querer Mejor. Hmm. I haven't heard the name Juanes in a long time. <laughs> I try to say it once every few weeks. <laughs> in the mirror? Yeah, just to, to summon him up. Juanes. Yeah. Get that Juanes, Juanes energy going. Yeah. She's um, great, though. Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm biased because she's an Italian-Canadian like I am, but this girl's got huge What does caracciola talent. mean? That sounds like Caracho- a swear word. No, caracciola. I don't know. Cara means like um, face. beautiful or, ki- yeah. or, ki- or no, no, cara's face in, in Spanish, but cara in Italian just means oh, deer. Um, deer. Yeah, deer. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. Yeah. So it's a derivative of deer. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. 
Um, or maybe it's a diminutive, like a, there's a like my love or my little love is Carachola. Yeah, it almost you know? feels like some some object or some animal that's really dear. Right. But yeah. it would be a masculine. It would be like a male dog. Carachola. In Greek, the worst thing you can call a woman is a cariola, and that's what it sounds like to me. Well, that means wheelbarrow in Italian. Yes, because it's also what they used to call the brass bedposts on beds. Oh. Like, uh, and so yep. you're calling a woman a whore, basically. Got it. Yeah. It's not actually a Greek word. It's just how Greek people use that word. All right. Um, where are we? <laughs> and we're done with linguistic, we're d- linguistics lessons on yeah. Born on His yeah, Day. Yeah, you can cut all that out. <laughs> no, I'm keeping that in. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. I can't tell you how many times I've said things being like, Marco will know to cut that out. I don't have to say anything. And then I'm listening to the show and I'm like, oh my God. Anyway. I keep the stuff that I think is hilarious. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. fine. Yeah. I cut I cut your mother's stuff out by the other. That's it fine. killed me because I thought it was so funny, but I was like, I didn't I think it was. I mean, listen, I don't. I, I you know that I'm not sensitive about this stuff, but to me, yeah. I, I sounded genuinely mad, and I'm like, it sounds it sounds like it might put the audience off or something. Well, yeah. the fact that you said she was born with a fucking mic in her mouth. Well, I'll was say hilarious. it jokingly next time. Yeah. yeah, listen, listen. I'm I'm I will if I ever feel like it might be something that. I need to check with you. I'll always yeah. check with you. Otherwise, I'm just going to go with the cuts. But it was because it was you talking about your mother. I'm like, I can't in good conscience let this go without Bill's no, blessing. I, on I, it. I fully appreciate it. And I'll yeah. do my best to remember to tell you when I think it's something to. Sure. Sure. All right. Moving on. Angel faced Mark Lester caught audience hearts with his performance in the Oscar winning musical film Oliver. More recently, he claimed to be the biological father of at least one of Michael Jackson's children. He was born in Oxford, England on this day in 1958. Bill, he became an osteopath studying at the British School of Osteopathy, and in 1993, Lester opened the Carlton Clinic, an acupuncture clinic in Cheltenham. Oh, interesting. Cheltenham, yeah. Cheltenham. So if you want to get pricked, you can go uh, get pricked by him in Cheltenham. <laughs> well, his, uh, his acting career never fully worked out, and many years later, they finally revealed that it isn't even him singing in Oliver. It's actually an adult woman dubbing oh. his songs, yeah. Hmm. A character actor who frequently played drunken louts in old movies, Thomas Mitchell won an Oscar for Stagecoach, but is probably best known for his role the same year as Scarlett O'Hara's father in Gone with the Wind. He was born on this day in 1892 in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and died in 1962 at the age of 70. In the early 1960s, Mitchell originated the stage role Columbo, later made famous by Peter Falk. Oh, interesting. Hmm. And Columbo was Mitchell's last role, actually. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. As a child, adorable Bridget Anderson appeared in a number of films and television shows. I know her best for an episode of The Golden Girls, but she was also in Savannah Smiles and episodes of Remington Steel and Fairy Tale Theater. She was born on this day in Inglewood, California in 1975 and sadly fulfilled the stereotype of 80s child stars dying of a drug overdose in 1997 at the age of 21. Wow. Yeah. She played Rose's granddaughter? That's right. Charlie. Uh, she had yeah. a small role. Yeah. But... The one where they found, that her daughter found out that Charlie wasn't good at balancing the books. Yeah. And, and who played Rose's daughter? Because I can't remember. A... She's that beautiful actress with the blonde yeah. hair. I can't yeah, remember Yeah. And her I've name. seen her in a lot of things yeah. at, in that time period. Yeah. Up next, Bill, someone who I enjoy to wear. Giorgio Armani was born on this day in 1934 in a northern Italian town of Piacenza, and he is an Italian fashion designer, of course. He has an annual turnover of $1.6 billion and a personal fortune of, any any guesses, Bill? Oh, uh, probably a billionaire at this point. 
8.1 billion as of God 2017 Lord. because he owns all the rights yeah. to his name and his clothing. Uh, in 2001, Armani was acclaimed as the most successful designer of Italian origin. Amazing. Contrary to what people think, it's not even their, it's not the couture dresses that they make all their money on. It's because they put their name on sunglasses and wallets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what oh, it is. Yeah. Once designers realized that they should do that, they all became super rich. Because how much are you going to make selling one $2,000 dress every three months? Listen, Bill, when, when we go to an awards show... <laughs> One of us will be in an Armani suit and the other will be in a Donna Karen suit because they make the best men's suits. Interesting. Those two designers, okay. I think, anyways. I never look good in a suit, so I'll trust it to them to finally make it happen. Who knows? There you go. Armani also designed Armani also designed the uniforms for the Alitalia flight attendants, I believe. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. And he also designed, one year he designed the uniform for uh, soldiers. And I was at a, I was at a bar with some friends in Italy and one of them was you know, on leave, but he was wearing his military uniform. Of course. And was. I just looked at his shirt and I was like, this, for a military shirt, this is gorgeous. I yeah. go, where'd you, like, and he goes, oh yeah, Giorgio Armani designed it. I'm like, of course. Well, listen, Italians know how to dress. We know this. And I'm not, I'm not just saying this to you because you are uh, Italian. No, no. You're Italian Canadian, so you're trash. But in Italy, yep. they know how to dress. Even it's my sister true. went there and she's like, even their cops have nice shoes in this country. Like it's incredible. But it's I also crazy. never had a, a flight attendant ever be ruder to me than anyone who ever worked on Alitalia. So those Armani outfits go to their heads is all I'm oh, going to say. On an airplane worst. that, by the way, still has the uh, the the uh, ashtray in, in the, you know, like the plane you're flying is from 1982, but uh, oh. they're walking around like they own the place. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> also, the only time I ever saw old ladies get into a fist fight was flying Alitalia. And I'm like, get me off this plane. I will never fly this airline ever again. I almost got into a fist fight with Italian passengers on Alitalia, but yeah. that's another story. Yeah. yeah. Rapper Lil Kim followed her successful music career into a short stint with acting in the film's Barbershop and She's All That. She was born in Brooklyn on this day in 1974. Speaking of fashion icons, Bill, mm. Lil Kim has sold over more than 15 million albums and 30 million singles worldwide. Good Lord. She's known for her risk-taking and luxurious approach to fashion that inspired many artists. She's been cited as a fashion icon. Yeah, well, yeah. rightly so. Yeah. And I wish she did more movies. She was really quite pleasant in those films. Yeah, she's great. Mm -hmm. I love her. Elena Lowenson first came to prominence in North America with her small role in Schindler's List before appearing in a series of independent classics by Hal Hartley, including Simple Men, Amateur, and Flirt. Recently, she parodied herself in the film Simple Women by Jasmine Trinka and was born on this day in Bucharest in 1966. After the death of her father, a, a survivor of Nazi concentration camps, her mother immigrated to the United States with her, where her mother went on to a hunger strike to get a visa for her. Mm -hmm. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, she's had a very interesting life. I sat That's a couple a rows behind her when I went to see Simple Women at uh, TIFF last year. And? Uh, it was not a very good film, but it was really cool to see her because I hadn't seen her in anything in a long time. She's someone who I'd love to read her biography. Yeah, probably, yeah. All right, get to it, Alina. Well, Bill, that's July 11th for you. Fantastic. I hope everyone who listened to today's podcast has a great July 11th and join us on July 12th, which is tomorrow, for more Born on This Day. See you then.